0: Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics Another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're going to be talking about self-care. We're going to be talking about pillars. We're going to be talking about inner self-care. Those are the words that we'll be using today. Oh yeah, one more word too, wellness. So those are the words that we'll be using today on this episode. And it's quite amazing. I've talked to her, I think I want to say a month ago maybe more. I'm not really sure now because I lost count. But there's one thing that I still agree from the last time I spoke with her and today. Amazing person, a great person to chat with and definitely have a, a pizza with. And I'll tell you why, why, why I say that. So Julie, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. Uh, how are you?
1: I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Julie. Thank you again for for coming here, and uh, it's definitely my honor. Uh, before we get into all the the words that I have mentioned earlier in the beginning of the show, what does back to basic mean to you? Mm,
1: I think it's really about kind of the nuts and bolts of different aspects and areas of life that you know. Usually, it's small, kind of meaningful pieces of information or nuggets of wisdom that can make a huge difference in our lives. And Mm -hmm. so I think finding out what those, um, what those basic knowledge points or pieces of wisdom are, and then putting them to action Mm -hmm. can, um, can, can really help us progress and evolve in so many different ways.
0: Yeah. 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 Julie, thank you. Thank you again for, for coming here. You know, I asked this question uh, to you when uh, on the calendar and the answer that I got from you is, and, interesting forum for people to discuss and learn. Mm. And I think that's what you said. So uh, thank you again for explaining your definition of back to basics uh, on that.
1: Absolutely.
0: So uh, Julie, so let me, let me ask you this, the, the book that you came out with, uh, can we talk about that? If that's okay with you? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to ask this question. I usually ask this question to all my authors. Uh, did the title come first or did the storyline come first?
1: Mm, that's a great question. I would say the storyline came first. Mm-hmm. Then I came up with the title Inner Wealth, but I didn't come up with sort of the subtitle. Mm. And when I came up with that title, it's actually what drove me to start writing the book. So it was mm. like all of a sudden this idea, this concept had a name, mm. and that was what sort of inspired me to write the stories that I wrote. Mm. And um, and then the subtitle was the hard part, that mm. um, how wellness heals, nurtures, and optimizes ultra-successful people. Mm. Um, that, you know, that came sort of at the very end of the mm. whole process.
0: Mm. Yeah. So th- thank you again for explaining that, because, you know, there's there's no right and wrong answer, Julie. I was just asking from a thought process because there's a lot of authors, they just go by the title and that's what it's gonna be. And along the way, when they write the story, then the title kind of tweaks it and changes a little. So, uh, so your process is a little different. So thank you, thank you again, Julie, for explaining that. You know, how, let me step back a little how did you start this whole thing? I mean, why, why inner wellness? Is it really that important nowadays? Or when did you start this book?
1: Yes. Well, I, I really started the work of this book, Mm. um, you know, almost 30 years ago. So Mm. I, um, I started my career off as a, as a clinical social worker and a psychotherapist. And then I really recognized that there were wellness practices, um, you know, mental practices, mindfulness-based practices, physical practices, breathwork practices, um, practices around our relationships, um, practices around how we feed ourselves that make huge meaningful differences in our mental health and well-being. And so um, when I realized that, I really started working with Extraordinary individuals, amazing organizations. Um, so my my business for many, many years, which is now called Golden, um, we really help companies support their employees and their teams in staying mentally and physically healthy and well. And we mm-hmm. also do the same thing for these sort of leaders and ultra high performers. And it was the many, many years of experience in working with some of the most extraordinary business people and entertainment um, personalities, et cetera, um, that I really learned about what I call in the book inner wealth. When I really learned about the ingredients that help cultivate a sense of inner well being, regardless mm. of what our external circumstances might be. Mm.
0: Yeah. So thank, thank you again, Julie, for uh, explaining that, you know, um, you made it very simple by saying that there's four pillars of this ingredient uh, that you have in this book. Okay. Now there's a lot of websites and a lot of books, different, different books. They come up with 10 to 20 uh, complicated wellness pillars. Right. And, and that's really complex. I mean, I'll give you an example. They say eating healthy, exercise, sleep well, avoid alcohol, stay connected, uh, take a, a tech break, you know, they go on and on and on and on, right? So, and, so what is your ingredient? And let's make it simple, if you don't mind. So one by one, if, if uh, we can just go through that, if that's okay.
1: Absolutely. So um, I would say the four major ingredients are movement, stillness, connection, and nourishment.
0: Okay, so, I was I was close. I was close.
1: Yes, and so really within those um, within those pillars, you know, are many different sort of sub pillars or, or experiences. But if you think about a newborn baby, hmm. and you think about what a baby needs to thrive, they need movement, they need tummy time or whatever, they need sleep, stillness, rest, they need. Nourishment; They need plenty of sweet potatoes and avocados or whatever you're feeding them. And they need to be held. They need sort of skin-to-skin contact. They need to be spoken to. And if all four of those things are happening, barring any other major issues or developmental physical illnesses or delays, um, that baby will, will thrive, will grow. Mm-hmm. And adults are really just big babies. And oftentimes, as we get older, we forget about the importance of sleep, or we forget about the importance of proper nourishment, or we forget about how, how vital connection is. And when, you know, when we start forgetting some of these pillars, we're no different than a cranky baby who didn't sleep enough or Mm. eat well, you know, we start to function at sub optimized levels. We start to feel not as healthy or well. And so, um, so, yeah, I like to keep it pretty simple because usually that enables people to kind of look at the landscape of their life and identify sort of where, you know, where their weakest links are, which pillars need yeah. most support for them.
0: But Julie, uh, thank you. Thank you again for explaining that, you know, and, uh, you know, why is self-care so important? I mean, is it because it's just too busy life and we tend to forget? I mean, or did COVID help us to stop down a little and step down a little and then understand where we are?
1: Mm-hmm. Or
0: what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's 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 so many things. It's so many reasons. But, you know, certainly I would say COVID really highlighted for people the importance of taking care of our mental and physical health and well-being because so many people became... Incredibly challenged um, in those areas. And many of our pre existing coping strategies that maybe kept us in sort of what's called a window of tolerance for our stress mm-hmm. went away. So, for example, if we would go out to eat or drinks with colleagues or friends on a regular basis, or, you know, would go to um, go to see certain shows or do things like that. And all, you know, it, it sort of contributed to our mental health and well-being. We mm. might have not have even realized how much it contributed right. until it got taken away. Right. And then all of a sudden we had to s- figure out, well, then how am I going to keep my head above water mentally and emotionally and feel good. And that's when, you know, this concept of um, self care and wellness just became really, really important. However, you know, as I mentioned, I've been in this field for for 30 years and um, I have, been, let's put it this way. People who are, people in organizations who want to perform at a high level, hmm. you know, recognize that if they don't take care of themselves, hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that, you know, other areas of their life become sort of compromised, you know, mm. whether it's their relationships or their productivity or their creativity. Um, and so it's kind of like um, just really nurturing our own, our own self so that we have the opportunity to thrive.
0: Mm. Yeah. So th- thank you again, uh, by the way, uh, Julie, for that, you know, this 30 years that you have spent your, your life understanding, the the psychoanalysis of people and how they understand so then you understand and then you wrote this book what are the top three and I know it's such a short list out of the 30 years but what are the really common questions that usually people they ask you
1: hmm. well let me think for a moment well I think you know in in so many of um of the organizations that we work with. We work with a lot of employees um, delivering, you know, employee wellness, many of them just really wonderful leaders and in, in their own right. Um, there's, there's definitely common themes. There's themes around um, I would say sort of digital addiction is a huge one. These days, people struggling to kind of unplug and, and, and just be in their own skin and find some stillness. I would say um, sleep deprivation people, which of course is related to sort of this digital addiction that we all have, Mm -hmm. um, but people struggling to support themselves um, and get, you know, and get enough sleep. And then I would say, you know, the third is usually um, related to finding a sense of, Work life balance where they are able to, you know, exercise and spend time in nature and spend enough time with loved ones and manage their stress and still perform. You know, and feel like they're performing at a high level at work. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. say those are sort of those to the top three. Was sort of managing our digital lives, sleep deprivation, and overall kind of work-life balance. Of course, there's many, many, many others, of but
0: course. of course, so- I-, I think those are the top three that you have mentioned, and that's what comes to uh, uh, top of your head there. But you know, um, <laughs> it's kind of it's as simple as that, isn't it? Because you're you're talking about connecting. And you're talking about human connection. You're talking about taking a break from uh, from technology world. You're also taking care of your self-care. You would think that that would be a simple answer. Right. But it seems like it's not, is it? So why, why is it that we still complicate things even though that we know the answers? Is it because are we getting lazy day by day or are we not taking care of ourselves because I, I've been told for many many years that health is wealth yeah. right if taking care of yourself is the wealthiest thing in the world so what are your thoughts uh, of what I've said so far
1: yeah I, I think health is wealth and um, and I think that you know creating as my book is called inner wealth is really about having sort of inner resources just instead of just external resources like a lot of money to have internal resources where you know you have an inner abundance to kind of face the challenges that you're that you're facing in your life but i think i think it's hard because i think behavior change is hard i think many of us get stuck in patterns that are based on very very kind of old ideas or limiting beliefs that we might have mm-hmm. um such as like I'm only as as good as, you know, as I produce at work or, you know, I'm not enough, you know, so I have to keep going, 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 or nobody will love me if I don't do X, Y, and Z. And, and th- those limiting beliefs drive certain behavior patterns. Um, our nervous system is wired for certain behavior patterns. It's even if we intellectually know that, yes i need to sleep enough or yes i need to spend less time on my device or yes i need to spend more time in nature or eat more green vegetables or whatever it might be habits behavior change is is just it is always more challenging than we think and a big part of what my company does is help um, is help organizations and help employees actually learn how to change certain behaviors. Because again, it's one thing to know what you should do. And it's another thing to actually be able to make those changes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into the uh, to the golden uh, side of things also. You know, um, one last question is that, you know, we, we tend to complicate things, right? And we need to do self-care that we, you and I are in agreement on that part. But the problem that people they face is that if they're taking care of themselves, it seems like we are considered ego people, selfish people. And those are the words others are using as a negative word.
1: Right. So,
0: so how do we face that issue? And this happens with friends, family and others. So how do we deal with that?
1: Well, you know, listen, in my experience, when our own cup is filled, when we feel like we have taken care of ourselves, when we've exercised, when we've slept, when we've eaten well, it actually, for healthy people, kind of frees up a lot of energy hmm. to support the people in our lives. You know, it's the old put your own oxygen mask on first before you help That's others. It. It's like if we're depleted then we can't be in service, you know, in the world and and to our loved ones. and and so i i would say that people who view self-care as selfish are sort of missing the entire point that it doesn't mean that we're not deeply interdependent on one another. that Definitely. we are, you know, that that the way that we support one another is is really what Keeps us alive and what it's what makes us human, That's but right. um, but that when we are depleted, we really can't participate in that interdependence in a way that you know is feeding others and and reinforcing our own you know well being at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So thank thank you again, Julie, for explaining that because it seems like there's a lot of people that I know that who's going through that process
1: mm-hmm. and
0: how to get away from that negativity, and take care of themselves. And, and I guess be the bad person. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So so uh, it's a very, very tough journey uh, that they're going through. But it is a journey that they're going through. So thank you again for Julie for explaining that. And soon as this is released, I'll, I'll uh, you know, let them know about these things. So thank you again for that. You know, uh Golden, how did that start? Because when I click on your name, you have this website you have that website and then your final destination is golden Mm -hmm. so tell me is that a journey or is that some changes going in your head that i think golden is the way to go what are your thoughts on that
1: golden has been really um you know a project that i've been involved in since 2003. So um, originally it was called Namaste Wellness for many, many years. We changed the name because um, we felt that the word Golden more accurately reflected where the business had evolved to um, Mm. most recently. But um, Golden has been a labor of love where we've delivered uh, wellness support to two, two groups. We've done a ton of corporate wellness through the years. So, you know, we work with extraordinary organizations, helping them support employee well-being and give their teams opportunities to um, have shared experiences and build relationships, to build healthy habits, to um, incorporate really science-backed practices into their lives that will enhance employee productivity and, you know, on an organizational level, drive Um, recruitment and retention and culture and boost morale, etc. And the other thing that we've done for many, many years, which again, is kind of what informs my book is um, worked with high performing leaders, which is obviously related Mm -hmm. to the work that we've done in organizations in um, cultivating their own inner wealth and their own, you know, sense of work life balance and um, the ability to thrive so that they can stand up as a caring leader and a healthy human being. And so um, Golden is um, an ever-evolving, just wonderful business that really supports so many people.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. And, you know, by the way, the name is as simple as that, the way you said it is, hey, it's Golden Golden. You know, and and that's as simple as that. And uh, thank you again, because I think you're right. Maybe the wellness word, maybe they don't like, maybe they need some other word. And I think your uh, mission kind of changed a little uh, uh, or has it been the same?
1: It's primarily been the same. I mean, we have um, evolved, I would say, but not really changed through the years. So Mm -hmm. obviously covid changed things for our business and the way that we were delivering things to organizations and the needs that organizations had. Um, But we've really always had the same mission, which is Mm -hmm. to help both organizations and individuals incorporate self-care practices that are going to make them healthy and happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again, Julie, for for explaining all the stuff that you do and all the stuff that you're done for the last 30 years. So God bless you on that part. Now, before you leave today, do you have any last words to all my listeners and my viewers on back to basics and how was your journey on back to basics too? So if you don't mind.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I would say for your listeners, you know, to think about your own lives and to think about where movement shows up, where stillness shows up, where connection and where nourishment shows up and, and notice, Of which areas are ripest for some enhancement for you? You know, maybe you exercise a lot and that's wonderful, but you know, you need more sleep, or maybe you know, you eat really well, but you could use more movement or more kind of authentic connection with people that you love. And so, just take a moment to reflect on those four pillars as they show up in your life. And if there's one that jumps out at you that needs um, a little more attention that's a great place to focus and make a really small goal to um support yourself in that in that arena um and lastly my experience on back to basics has been wonderful thank you so much
0: yeah julie thank you thank you again for uh explaining all those beautiful words that you have mentioned and the kind words to back to basics so thank you again and i'm definitely honored for for you being here and hopefully we'll work again uh, next time on uh, back to basics and uh, god bless thank you
1: yeah thank you
0: so guys we spoke with julie today and we talked about the wellness and the four pillars that we talked about yes there are four pillars that she has mentioned and it's as simple as that and i mentioned maybe 10. could you imagine that as complex as that and it's as simple as what she said now there's one thing that she did say is focus on those four pillars. Which one resonates with you? But listen to your body. Whatever resonates with you, and that I think that's what she's trying to say too. Just listen to your body and listen to your uh, life. There. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics. And hopefully, Julie will like this. And the quote is: first wealth is health, and that's what we all want, right? Because wealthiest thing in the world is life." and life is all about, in this case, golden. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics and that's what we we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes, including this one, because it helps me to understand that you guys are listening and giving me all the support and love by giving all this beautiful information and education in a simple way, in a basic way. And there are three things in every episode, including this one, makes it a hit for me, that is, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next time on Back to Basic. Next week's episode on Back to Basic.
1: You know, want you to hide or not feel good enough. And mm. that's, you know, kind of where the anti-diet revolution is going. It's leaning towards joyful movement and enjoyment of activity rather than exercise and grueling fitness and workout plans where it's just, you know, like more, more, more harder, faster, better, stronger.
0: Sure. sure. More
1: about the ease.
0: But, but, you know, Jillian, the way, the way we are uh, living right now is uh, obviously this is not the right example because right